We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. What a weekend it was for the Cardinals. What a weekend. Sweep through the Yankees, do it in times in spectacular fashion in the way they were able to win some of those games, playing arguably their best baseball of the year. They've won seven in a row. They've won nine of their last ten. They've taken a two-game lead on the Brewers in the NL Central. It is good. It is good to be a Cardinal fan right now. Welcome into Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauly. If you want to get involved with the program today, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It might be a new week. It's Monday. But we're not quite ready to completely let go of what just happened this weekend. The Cardinals are off today. They're going to open up a series in Colorado against the Rockies tomorrow night. But before we officially, before we officially let this weekend go, let's all relive together what happened over the last three days between the Cardinals and Yankees. And you can hear the call from Matt Carpenter. A big hug from Yadier Molina, who had gone out in front of home plate to give Matt his due, and the crowd... Well, they don't want to stop. They want to keep cheering for Carpenter, and they are. Mistakes by doing that. Swinging a hard hit ball to right field. Newtbar on the move. He looks up, and he jumps, and he makes the play. Lars Newtbar made a terrific play in deep right center field as he took a perfect route to get it. He left at the last second and somehow came up with it and then laid out on the warning track. And the pitch to Paulie B is lined down the right field line, and it's fair. Go to the corner. Arenado's going to score. Here comes Tyler O'Neill. He's staying. And the Cardinals take the lead. Paul DeYoung has done it here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And the Cardinal fans are going crazy here at Bush Stadium. Carpenter, first game back at Bush at the plate. The first pitch to him, a check swing. Ground ball to the right side. Paul DeYoung has it. He flips it, and he's out at first base. Paul DeYoung flipped it with his glove just in time to Paul Goldschmidt. And it's a Redbird winner. Paul DeYoung is able to complete that play. He also drove in two runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. And the Cardinals win game one against the Yankees. Four, three Cardinals. Goldschmidt leads at second. 
The pitch to Arenado. He swings and there's a hit to left field. Picks up with it. Oh, the ball goes off his glove. Goldsmith scores. Base hit Arenado. One nothing Cardinals in the first inning. The one two pitch here from Cabrera. That's lined into right center field and it is going to be caught by Newt Bar. Diving catch. Sensational play. Torres is waiting for the 0 2 pitch from Giovanni Gallegos. The former Yankee deals a swing and a miss, a Redbird winner. Gallego strikes out Torres. The Cardinals have won a pair of one-run games against the New York Yankees, 4-3 last night, and 1-0 tonight. The pitch. Arnado swings. He hits it a mile. Left field. It's a gunner. It's in the bullpen. A three-run homer for Arnado. And the Cardinals jump ahead of the Yankees with two outs in the second inning. Oh, my goodness. Arenado put a charge into it, and the Cardinals lead 6-4. The 0-2 delivery is hit into left field for a base hit for Yadier Molina. That's 1,000 hits in this ballpark for Yadier Molina. Efros with the pitch. Young bluffs a move. There's a high fly ball. That's it. Deep left field, and it's a gunner. Paul Young with a three-run homer with two outs in the eighth inning. And what a series he has had against the Yankees. 12-8 Cardinals on the 100th career home run by Paul DeYoung. Three infielders on the right side for Carpenter who swings and hits a ground ball to Goldschmidt. Underhanding to Helsley, a Redbird winner and a sweep of the Yankees. The Cardinals have won seven straight and they improved their record to 60 and 48. And today beat the Yankees 12 to 9. Would it be weird to like take what we just played for you and just put it on repeat and have it going when you're working out, going for a run, lifting weights? I could pump you up. Good music, good play-by-play clips, great weekend for the Cardinals. Man, there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. This weekend, the list compiled by our guy Matt Pajeski. You got the Matt Carpenter standing ovations as he comes to the plate uh, for the first time in each of the three games. And that one on Friday night was so special, so special uh, to see just the way that went down and what he meant to Cardinal fans and what what Cardinal fans meant to him. Like You could see the reciprocal nature of uh, that relationship uh, when, when he came to the plate. It was really cool. DeYoung and his weekend, which includes his 100th career home run, but the big, the huge hits that he comes up as right now. It's too early to say anything is permanent, but right now looks like a pretty solid resurgence for him after he came back from uh, AAA. Yachty gets his 1,000th hit uh, at Bush Stadium. He had the largest attendance ever in the history of that ballpark. That ballpark has hosted World Series games. That ballpark has hosted an All-Star game, and that... That they got the largest attendance like that. I was surprised to see that. And more often than not, attendance actually goes down a little bit after stadiums have been open for a while because seats start getting kind of knocked out for more high value areas. But they they were able they were able to cram a whole lot of people in on Saturday. Uh, Cardinals up two games over the Brewers now. Brewers have been scuffling lately, and uh, we'll get into this a little bit more later on. But Nolan Arnato has been named the National League Player of the Week. So all in all, that's a really, really good weekend for the Cardinals. You can't complain about any aspect of that. All right, uh, this uh, this week they're going to be facing off against a team in the Colorado Rockies. 
We're not very good. Like we're just, we're not going to mince words on it. The Rockies are not an especially good team. That continues to be the norm for them in Denver. They have a record of forty-eight and sixty-three. From the outside looking in, it doesn't really feel like they are all that committed to winning. Patrick Saunders covers the team for uh, the Denver Post. He's going to join us coming up in just a moment. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Live. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yannier Molina. This is Sports Open Live on KMOX. Continuing on on a Monday, great weekend for the Cardinals, great week for the Cardinals. Lots of good things happening. They've won a lot of games. They made their team better at the deadline. Uh, they got Yadier Molina back. It's just It's really hard right now to find anything negative to talk about when it comes to the Cardinals. People in Denver cannot make that statement about the Colorado Rockies, who are uh, once again struggling through their season. And we're very happy to welcome on a guy who has covered the team for a long, long time for the Denver Post. He is uh, Patrick Saunders. Follow him on Twitter at DP. Patrick, thank you so much for uh, taking some time. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, yeah, it, you know, it's nice to talk to you guys. I, I hope I'm not bringing all the Cardinal Nation down by uh, giving you the scuttlebutt on the uh, the Rockies, but uh, I'll try to be kind if I can. Yeah, it's. It, it, I, I spent a lot of time living in Colorado. I spent six years living there, and I, I watched firsthand what this organization did, and it just feels like they rarely make the right decisions that result in wins from a, from like a big picture perspective. Do you agree with me on that? And, and what's the, what's the kind of the systemic problem in all that? Yeah, I agree with you completely. Um, here's the thing about the Rockies. If you ask anybody outside the organization, well, I shouldn't say anybody, but most people outside the organization who are involved in baseball, they will tell you that they can't, figure out what the Rockies are trying to do, what their direction is, right? The Rockies don't like to use the term rebuild, uh, but they're going to lose a bunch of guys of free agency. 
you know, at the end of this year, get nothing for him because the Rockies were the only team that did not make a single trade at the deadline. And yet, right before spring training or during spring training, they signed Chris Bryant, seven years, $182 million. Yet here they are. Bryant's been hurt most of the season. And they're once again in last place in the NL West. Uh, you know, I, I like Bill Schmidt, the GM, who took over for Jeff Breidich last year. Uh, he's got a good pedigree as a scout. But I scratch my head trying to figure out what the blueprint of this organization is because uh, it just doesn't – it's it's one of the reasons Nolan Arenado yeah. left. Let's be frank. It's one of the reasons Nolan wanted out. He's a baseball guy. He wanted to win. He saw the writing on the wall. Uh, and that's one of the reasons Nolan left. And, you know, I, I don't know how else to say it other than I don't know what the direction of this franchise is. And the Rockies have played a big role in the Cardinals' success because they they facilitated the Arenado deal by sending $50 million along with them, which still is crazy. Even, even with it happening post-pandemic, it's still in the pandemic, it still feels really weird to say that was – as time has passed on that deal, has it looked worse? Has it looked better? Like, what's what will history say about that trade for the Rockies? Yeah, you know, it's interesting you should ask that. I'm actually right in the middle of writing my off day story for tomorrow's Denver Post. Uh, tomorrow, when the Cardinals come to Coors Field, it'll be 555 days since the Arenado deal on February 1st, 2021. And I'm looking back, and of course, Nolan is having an incredible season. And he's had an incredible week, as I'm sure you know. He just won NL Player of the Week. Um, you know, Goldschmidt's, I think, the odds-on favorite to be the MVP, but Nolan's probably in the conversation for top five, I would imagine. Um, so Nolan's been great. And then you look at the Rockies, and I'm going through what they got. Uh, in addition to giving the Rock, uh, the Cardinals the 50 or $51 million, well, they got Austin Dahmer, the lefty, who was pretty good last year. Uh, has stepped back this year. He just has not been nearly as sharp. So he's been, you know, hot and cold. Uh, Montero, uh, Eloris Montero, uh, the 23-year-old corner infielder, uh, is starting to play a lot more. And he's showing signs of being a productive big league hitter. Uh, So that's a positive. The other three prospects in the trade, uh, you know, they're still – in the minors and having varying degrees of success, but are nowhere near uh, being major league ready. You talk about Chris Bryant being injured, and I, I go years and years ago, Houston Street had a quote after he went from the Rockies to the Padres, and he talked about how when you were pitching in Colorado or when you were playing in Colorado, you would just wake up sore some mornings and not even know why. And that that didn't his body felt so much better in San Diego. And a lot of people do attribute some version of what he said to altitude. All these years later, have the Rockies figured out the altitude issue? A little bit. A little bit, but not the physical part of that you're talking about that Houston Street mentioned. And Houston, I believe, was also said uh, once he left Colorado and moved on, he said he realized it was like pitching on the moon at Coors Field. Uh, but, uh, you know, the you got to hand it to the Rockies um, training staff and their front office. They've gone in great depth to explore the effects of playing at a mile high above sea level, and that includes the body. So 
the players here are very, very stringent on their diets, their hydration, all of that stuff. But it is very real. Playing half your games here in Denver is hard on the body. I mean, Todd Helton, who I think will make the Hall of Fame in the next couple of years, has always said that. Uh, the other things they've tried to work, you know, they, they've tried to give guys rest. Uh, they've tried to get pitchers that they believe uh, can get the ball on the ground and get uh, ground ball outs, including double plays, rather than pitchers uh, who give up a lot of fly balls um, with the idea that uh, even if the ball doesn't go over the wall, you get the ball in the air at Coors with the huge outfield, uh, you can just get killed. So those are some of the things they've, they've done. But the Coors Field hangover, as we like to call it, is very real, particularly for hitters. And that is they come home to Colorado, they get used to the ball not breaking as much at altitude, they take advantage of the wide-open gaps, and they hit. They go on the road. The ball breaks more severely at out at uh, sea level or in you know at St. Louis wherever, uh, and they can't adjust very well. Or if they do, it takes them a few games, and then by then, you know they're zero and four on the road trip. So, you know it is it is a disadvantage. But I think one of the problems with the Rockies has been, particularly this particular team, is they have not turned Coors Field into the advantage, the home field advantage it should be. By all rights, the Rockies should just go crazy with the offense at home and overwhelm the opposing pitcher. But this offense is just not that good, and it hasn't happened. A couple more questions for Patrick Saunders covers the Rockies for the Denver Post. I try to give guys the benefit of the doubt, and again, I just see the quote on Twitter, so I, I don't know the context completely. But General Manager Bill Schmidt, around the trade deadline, when asked about not making a move, made a comment about the team being the only team not to sign a player to an extension, and that was happening just after the Braves had signed Austin Riley and just after the Padres had signed Joe Musgroves to extensions. Was was that taken out of context? Was that just a mistake by him? What Because that seems like something that a Major League General Manager should not be wrong on. Yeah, um, it was not taken out of context. Uh, I was, you know, I was, I was, it was done via Zoom. So I was there on that call. Um, and the question was essentially asked to Bill Smith, you know, can you explain to us, those of us in the media, uh, you know, you're thinking about being the only team that didn't make a move. And that was Bill's quote that, hey, you know, he said we extended Daniel Bard, the closer. Uh, and that was, you know, people aren't giving us credit for making that move. Because, but we're the only team that extended a player at the deadline. And I don't think he was, he was not being, uh, certainly not devious. He wasn't trying to, you know, trick anybody. I think he just misspoke. Uh, I don't, I think he probably knew that and probably kicked himself later about it. But it was a dumb mistake to make, given that the heat is from Rockies fans is really on this organization right now. Uh, particularly when they didn't do anything in the deadline and the Rockies seem to be content to, you know, be who they are. While it's clear to all of us that uh, being who they are is not getting them any closer to the playoffs. Last thing for you, the team has already announced that they're going to be honoring uh, Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina. I've been to my fair share of of Rockies-Cardinals games at Coors Field, and there's always a huge contingent uh, of Cardinals fans there. 
what do you make of of the team not just honoring these two guys, but also seemingly really going after Cardinals fans and trying to draw as many of them in as possible? <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> I chuckle when you ask that question because, uh, as you know, when it comes to the Cardinals fans, Dodgers fans, Giants fans, certainly Cubs fans, uh, sometimes it feels more like a home game for them than it does a home game for the Rockies. Uh, isn't a market employed by the Rockies? Perhaps. Uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past them. It seems at some point, uh, whatever they, the Rockies can do to draw, you know, crowds to Coors, they'll do. Uh, so, yeah, honoring two of the greats uh, who played, you know, m- most of their career uh, in St. Louis is certainly a way to, to get more, you know, read into to Coors Field, uh, I don't think it's a particularly great way to to do business, but uh, that's the Rockies' model. So there you have it. Fair enough. He is Patrick Saunders, covers the Rockies for the Denver Post. Patrick, it was great to uh, talk to you. Thank you so much for uh, taking this time. No problem. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. There's Patrick Saunders joining us here on Sports Open Line, one of the great sports writers uh, across uh, baseball, somebody who uh, I've watched, uh, I've read a long time and always have enjoyed his coverage of Major League Baseball and even uh, even the Rockies. All right, uh, when we come back, Oliver Marmol had a couple things to say. We're listening to some Rocky Mountain High. Oliver Marmol had some uh, interesting things to say during his post-game uh, comments yesterday after the Cardinals complete the series sweep of the Yankees. Thought they were interesting. We'll play them for you. I'll give you my take. That's coming up next. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Sports Open Line continues here on a Monday night. No Cardinals baseball this evening. Back at tomorrow when they match up against the Rockies. We're going to have a little Sports Open Line tomorrow till about uh, 640 or so. And then uh, we'll kick things off with the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. If you want to join us, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. So here's what I want. I have a question for you. I would love for you to answer this question via text, and we're going to read some of the text or tweets for that matter. You can text 314-436-7900 or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Here's my question for you. Obviously, the Cardinals are playing great baseball right now. They just had a fantastic weekend. They haven't played the Yankees that much in club history in the regular season, but it is the first time in team history that they ever swept the Yankees in a regular season series. So my question for you is, obviously, this there, there, there's some wind in the sails right now for this team. They did a nice job at the trade deadline. They clearly made the team better. The offense is really coming around. They've won a lot of games. They've got a two-game lead in the division. A few weeks ago, things weren't great. They were down in the division. They weren't scoring runs. Andre Pallante couldn't be a relief pitcher because they needed him in the rotation. Like It is a very different feeling around this club right now than it was even three weeks ago. So I want to hear from you. How do you feel? How different do you feel? I do a do an internal inventory right now and take yourself back to a few weeks ago and compare yourself to right now. How much better do you feel about the Cardinals right now than you did just a few weeks ago? 
314-436-7900. Text in those answers or tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, The reason I bring this up is because uh, MLB Network does their weekly power rankings on Mondays. And you might be surprised how high the Cardinals got in the power rankings. So we'll get into that coming up uh, next hour, actually. But I would love to uh, read some of your tweets and texts when we get into that next hour. So that's the question. How different do you feel right now about this team than you did a few weeks ago? 314-436-7900 at Matt Pauley on air on Twitter. Oliver Marmel had a couple things that he said in his postgame press conference yesterday that I thought were notable. The first thing uh, he was asked about that I want to play for you, he was asked about the value of sweeping the Yankees. It's extremely valuable. Um, you're going to have to beat teams like the team we just beat in order to get to where we want to get to. And um, there's a lot of, they're just resilient. I mean, to your point, gave up a couple of runs, came back and scored right back. And uh, that's the, the trait we've been talking about in that dugout. Just, there's no panic. It's, um, we're going to continue to grind out at bats and, and do our jobs. And today was a perfect example of that. All right, so this is a small thing, but it's something that I really appreciate. The stock answer from a Major League Baseball manager when asking about, when asked about the the value of a series win, the value of a series sweep is, well, it's 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 three of one sixty two. It's just one series. You just got to put your your head down and keep moving along, like whatever cliche you want to go with. That's the stock answer. Marmel didn't say that. He said it's valuable. He said there was something important about being able to win this series, and not just win the series, but sweep the series. And as this team not just shoots to win the division, but as this team has thoughts of an extended playoff run, a weekend like this can matter. Now, I was on with the show earlier today, and we talked about the impact of the series because – Chris Ranji asked me about it. He, he he made reference to the fact that the Cardinals, for the most part this year, don't have a great record against good teams. So what is the value of this weekend against the Yankees? My answer to that is we won't know for a while. It could retroactively be very good. If, if they struggle against good teams the rest of the way down the stretch, then this, this weekend means nothing means nothing. It, it it's just a it's a blip. It's an aberration. It's one weekend out of what 20 weekends, 24 weekends you get in the course of a baseball season and every team at some point has one of the, has a weekend like this. But if this turns into a really good run for this team, if this is the start of a really special two months, the start of a special two months that leads into a special run in the postseason, then this weekend can be huge. These three games against the Yankees, you circle these bad boys and say that's when it got started. That's when they showed that they could play with anybody. And I do think from a confidence standpoint, the way they played, the way they pulled out wins, like the, the style of those games, they, the styles were all different. They were different types of games. But you're going to play games like that in the postseason against good teams, and you have to find ways to win. And the Cardinals found ways to win this weekend. The other thing that I thought was really notable from Marmel, he was asked about the weekend that they got from Paul DeYoung. 
No doubt about it. Katie mentioned it this morning as far as the the human side of this game is is real and uh, not pinch hitting for him the other day is is showing confidence in what we think he's capable of doing and when I say the human side it's uh, it's rooted in confidence conviction and overall determination and that's exactly what we saw to Paul this whole series all right so I can't tell you how much I love that from him he talks about the human side of things there was a, you can find it on social media when Paul DeYoung was allowed to hit on Friday night, before he came up with the two-run double that turned a one-run deficit into a one-run lead, the Yankees TV broadcast, led by their play-by-play broadcaster, Michael Kay, who was a, a fantastic broadcaster, they were going crazy criticizing Marmel about the decision to allow DeYoung to hit for himself in that position. And look, it could have... That was an unlikely hit. I always say just because you make the right decision doesn't mean you're going to get the outcome you want. And just because you get the, make a wrong decision doesn't mean the outcome is for sure going to go against you. Like baseball is a really weird sport where you cannot evaluate decisions based off the results of those decisions uh, just because of the way the game is played. And so it's a weird thing to say, but it's the way baseball is. If if a decision that you would make is the right results in the right outcome 70% of the time, that doesn't make that decision the wrong decision the 30% of the time it doesn't work. So I don't, I don't know if that was the right decision or not by Ali Marmel to allow DeYoung to hit on Friday night. It was a decision that worked. That's how we would evaluate it. It was a decision that worked. But here's the more important thing here. And I know that that hit resulted in a win. And we, even if they win the next two games, we look at this weekend differently with a series sweep than we would have two out of three. Two out of three, we'd be saying it was a great weekend. But it, this was a special weekend. This went beyond great. This went to special with the way things went down. Even if DeYoung would not have gotten that hit, even if he would have struck out, and if the Cardinals would have lost that game by a run, Ali Marmel made that decision because of the human, because of the emotional, uh, because of the mental aspects of it all. He was telling Paul DeYoung something. He was telling him, I, I believe in you. You're my guy. You've come up with a lot of really big hits for this organization. And yeah, you might have not put it all together at the beginning of the season and you had to go down to Memphis for a little while, but you're still my guy. And I still believe in you. That's what he said, and that's powerful. That is powerful. That's the impact of a manager on a game. Um, managers don't impact that many games in Major League Baseball. They just don't. A lot of decisions are, are made just based off raw numbers. There's not that many decisions that are made over the course of 162 games where you kind of go against the numbers because you got a gut feeling or because you're trying to accomplish something else. It was great that he got the hit, but you know what? Ali Marmel, in that moment making that decision, wasn't so much making the decision because he wanted to win that game. He was making that decision because he wanted to tell Paul DeYoung something, and DeYoung rewarded him with a really big hit on Friday night. So I just I love that stuff. I love the art of managing, and that was cool. That was cool to see how that all played out, and let's just watch and see what happens with DeYoung the rest of the way. Because that was a really big managerial moment for Marmel. 
and I would be saying same some version of the same thing, even if DeYoung would not have come through. I think that that was a decision to tell DeYoung that you believe in him. It, then that was the most important part of that. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. If you want to join the program, you can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll revisit Cardinals baseball coming up next hour. Up next, though, the college football coaches preseason poll is out. It's not great news for Mizzou, but we kind of already knew that. We'll explain that in just a moment. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. Sports Open Line does it continue here on a Monday night. So the good news for Missouri football is their schedule in the SEC is probably as easy of an SEC schedule as you're going to be able to have. Now, it's not easy. It's still really tough because the SEC is so incredibly tough. But the one game that they have this year against one of those upper echelon SEC teams is when they play host to Georgia on October 1st. The college football uh, coaches preseason poll came out. And once again, as is always the case, you have SEC teams everywhere. Alabama, number one team in the nation going into the year. Georgia, they are number three. Texas A&M, number seven. Elsewhere in the league, uh, you have Arkansas in the top 25. You got Ole Miss in the top 25. You got Kentucky in the top 25. You have Tennessee just on uh, the outside looking in. You got Auburn just on the outside looking in. There's just a lot of really, really good teams in the SEC. And that's the way it is every year. Like I'm not breaking any news by telling you that the SEC is good. It just reminds you, and I'm not trying to be negative about Missouri. I think they're on a positive trajectory. If we're looking at that line graph thing, you know, the, the line going up, how, how sharp of an ascent is it? I don't know. It's it's just so hard. It's so hard in the SEC to really lift yourself up to the highest. If we're saying like the highest levels, it's borderline impossible. It's borderline impossible to go be on the same playing field as Alabama. It's borderline impossible to go be on the same playing field as as Georgia. Now, what about that second tier? Can you can you match Kentucky? Can you match? I think Tennessee's going to have a really good season. Uh, if I was a voting member of the uh, of the coaches poll or the AP poll or anything, I would have voted uh, Tennessee into my top twenty five. Can you can you lift yourself to where they're at right now? Tennessee is clearly clearly their trajectory and their line is moving up in a really big way. I thought it was interesting. I appreciated the the Tennessee AD maybe three weeks ago, a month ago came out with this uh, like comprehensive plan for the athletic department. And he said the expectation at Tennessee is that every single one of their programs will win an SEC championship at least once every four years. If you're a coach at Tennessee, you're, your objectives have been put in front of you. You know what the expectation is. Now, for Tennessee football, can they get there? I would argue that Tennessee's probably the team uh, that's not Alabama and not Georgia that is closest to being able to get back to uh, to that point. But yeah, it's just it's just a it's just another reminder of the challenge that Missouri has in front of them when 
the preseason poll comes out and it's SEC school after SEC school after SEC school. And there's really, there's no getting around it. That's just, that's the way things are. Missouri did not receive any votes in case you were wondering about that. One other quick note in college uh, athletics before we get out of here. The president at Florida Gulf Coast University told the school's student newspaper that he believes the automatic bid process for the NCAA men's basketball tournament is going to go away, where the small schools do not guarantee themselves into the big dance by winning their conference tournament. I hope that's not the case. Don't mess with the NCAA tournament. We don't let the Cinderella's get in. We don't need some just okay Power 5 school in there, even if the team's probably going to get beat pretty good there in the first round. One hour down, one more to go. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.